if you can have the deep trust and courage to forgive yourself, you can handle anything. Hi, everybody. I'm Katina McHenry, and welcome to Fuck Fear, the podcast where we talk about our fears and also look at ways to get through our fears. Thank you so much for joining us today. On today's episode, we are talking about the fear of forgiving yourself. I am so excited to welcome our guest today, Anna Holub, who is a uh, she teaches forgiveness and recovery from addiction as a counselor. She's also an author, a poet, and an educator. She offers pre and post psychedelic integration sessions, which I'm really excited to talk to you about that. She also holds a BA in peace studies, and she has an MA in dispute resolution from the law school at Pepperdine University. She also teaches workshops internationally on forgiveness, emotional healing, and recovery from addictions. She has two books, Forgive and Be Free, which that's what really drew me to you, Anna, and The Edges Are Friendly. So welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Yes. Uh, you know, I got attracted by your boldness and saying, fuck fear. <laughs> well, okay then. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What else is there to say? But I feel yeah. like you have to be bold against that very strong emotion, right? Because it is so crippling and we all have experienced it. So I start each podcast with asking my guests a very direct question, which is, what are you afraid of? Ooh, well, I'll tell you what the most recent fear that I'm working through right now is, and it's very deep for me. So mm -hmm. uh, it's um, the fear that if I really stand up for who I am, people that I love very, very deeply may not want to stick around. Huh. Um, I'm kind of in that with one of my family members right now where I had to really realize, oh my gosh, I'm not speaking up because I'm so afraid of losing her. Oh, yeah. And I'm afraid that, yeah, that a family member that I love deeply will, will go away and not come back, you know, emotionally. Right. Um, and I had to work through, I'm in the middle of working through that right now because I don't want to be quiet anymore. I don't, sure. I need to be myself no matter what happens. Yes. So there it is. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that. And thank you for being vulnerable. Cause yeah. 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 I mean, I'm really in it. You can probably hear it in my voice. I I'm, can hear it. I can see it in your face. Yeah. It's just, this is what's up for me. And I, I feel like it's very important for us to be willing to share this kind of stuff sure. with each other. Um, because I know I'm not alone. I know that everybody around me is also feeling stretched with whatever they've got going on. Mm -hmm. And really our fears are what make us crazy. Right. And so that's a big reason why, and we'll talk more about this, but why I got into the forgiveness thing, because it's kind of like, well, how do we get out of it? What do we right. do? What do I do personally? So, right. Yeah. It's very powerful. Yeah. Let's talk about that. How you got into forgiveness. Mm -hmm. I, you know, and reading your, your bio, I didn't know that you could get a BA in peace studies. I think everybody should take that, but I love that your, your expertise is in forgiveness and healing. 
And I feel like obviously those two things go very well together and you can't really do one without the other. So tell me about just how you got into this, this line of work. Well, gosh, you know, part of it has to do with the family that I grew up in Mm -hmm. and I'm the middle child. I was always kind of trying to work it out. You know, the one that was the mediator, the one that was the peacemaker. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also grew up with um, a mom who had worsening mental illness as I was getting older and going through high school. She really leaned on me a lot emotionally and it was very difficult. So when I left the house, I moved 3000 miles away and started a whole new life thinking, oh good, I'm, I'm done with that. Mm-hmm. Well, I wasn't. And my mother ended up getting more sick and she ended up taking her life when I was 23. And at that time I was eight months pregnant maybe eight and a half months pregnant. I mean, I was, could have had my baby any day. Yeah. And there was no dad in the picture uh, that was supportive. My own father was barely talking to me because he was so upset that I had gotten pregnant. And, you know, I, I wasn't super grounded at that time in my life. And, um, but the shock was that when I really needed my mom, to help me with becoming a mother, she sent this message to the world and to all of my family, I can't be here and I'm gone. Oh, wow. So I had my baby three weeks later. Wow. And um, anyway, that that was such a devastating moment for, for my whole family. And um, it took me a while to really be able to sit with it because mm-hmm. I was a single mom all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And I was only 23 years old, didn't have money or, you know, I, I just kind of had to put it together fast. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't have a lot of emotional bandwidth to even be able to deal with the fact that my mom just killed herself. Mm-hmm. So it took me quite a while. It took me some years before I slowed down enough to go, whoa. <sighs> I'm still devastated underneath all of these layers. Mm-hmm. And I started to begin to work through it. But the, the thing was that I still had a lot of turmoil about it. And then I met one of my key mentors, a man named Colin Tipping. Mm-hmm. And he was doing something called radical forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And I was already into peace education. I was already, you know, very involved with wires. Why is there so much conflict? You know, why everywhere I look, why is there a war on this planet? What are we, what the hell, you know, what are we doing? Yeah. And why is there conflict inside of me too? You know, it's like not all out there, it's in here too. So when I started to work with Colin, um, it really helped me to have a place to lay down this intense burden that I had been carrying about Mm -hmm. not only that my mom died and the way that she died and the loss of her but the way that I had also treated her was not you know I wasn't 
proud of that. So when we get to the self-forgiveness piece, there was a plenty of that for me to, to really grapple with because, you know, she was sort of the identified parent uh, patient in the household and she was a little out there. So it was easy to sort of put her down or not respect her or whatever. And then she's gone. And then what do I do with that? All of that. Mm -hmm. So it's been a very, very deep um, exploration of life, my life, what I was given. And the forgiveness really helped me to, first of all, it's a radical forgiveness model, which I learned from Colin, studied with him, and it helped me so much. It helped everybody in the room. It was just pretty miraculous what, what people were going through, including me. And yes. so it really got my attention. And so I realized, oh, you know, I've been into this peace education thing, but this is the ultimate place of when is the grievance over? Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. do we decide that's enough? Mm-hmm. And we can actually make that choice. Mm-hmm. And he's the one that showed me, okay, you can decide. But you don't have to be in this massive amount of grief and turmoil your whole life. Right. In fact, here is a way to unwind it and to let it go. Yeah. So after working with Colin, I also began to be a student and uh, eventually a somewhat of a teacher of Course in Miracles, which I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but I have it. It's um it's a it's a book. It's a spiritual book that has the premise that forgiveness is the way to liberation. So I started to take those two things very deeply into myself and I began to develop a slightly different way of teaching forgiveness than Colin Tipping does, but he's still my mentor and he passed a, about a year and a half ago and yeah. he's still with me in, in, in spirit, in spirit and yeah. in, in inspiration. Yeah. So I started to eventually teach people, okay, this is what I found and my background in peace education dispute resolution. You know, I come to this as a peace activist. Sure. Really. Uh, I like that I, term. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I feel like we get to be activists for positivity. We get sure. to be activists for good if we so choose. Right. Some people, you know, their gift is inspiring joy and other people, their gift is bringing out creativity. Well, mine is about what does it take to feel peace? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that deep question within me, my own life brought me to this work and I've been teaching it and sharing it and developing it and changing it around a little bit, you know, and uh, ever since. So what about your, your experience, your life experience, just with your mom really emphasized and help you focus on self-forgiveness? Because I, I didn't learn this until very recently that forgiveness is not always about the other person. And you have to spend a little bit of time to forgiving yourself for all the things that you feel like you should feel guilty for. So for you, what, what what about that experience helped you hone in on, on just the self-forgiveness part? 
Well, first, I want to back up a little bit and mention that when I speak about forgiveness, it is not the traditional model that we were taught. Okay. When you think about, all right, when did I learn? What did I, when did I first learn there was such a thing right. as forgiveness? Um, some people get a spiritual teaching about that in church, but a lot of people don't. And a lot of people, even though they hear the words in church, they don't really get it. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't necessarily live it. So for me, anyway, I, I had a secular upbringing and I learned about forgiveness a tiny bit on the playground <laughs> when right. I was about four years old. Cause think about it, you know, when we're really tiny, there is nothing such thing as forgiveness because we just don't even have the development to even be able to understand what that is. Right. But then we get out on the playground and kids start pushing each other or they grab, you know, a toy or something. And that's when we learn to say, and the adults say, okay, you're supposed to say you're sorry. Right. So the other kid then is supposed to say, oh, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And then you're supposed to carry on. Well, right. the, oh, it's okay. That's probably our first direct experience of some sort of forgiveness. And kids are very flexible and resilient a lot of times, and they do drop it and they move on and they start playing again, which is awesome. Right. And as we grow up, certain very tough things usually happen to everybody at some point or another, some people have a lot, you know, of, of difficult things in their lives. Um, and uh, eventually we need to learn how to let go. So in the traditional model of forgiveness, there's this thing of like, oh, well, I'm gonna forgive and forget, or yeah. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna take the high road but that person's still an ass, right? <laughs> yeah. But I'm so, I'm so together that I'm going to forgive that person. Well, when we do that, I mean, I don't want to put it down, but it, it makes a hierarchy. Right. Uh, and so if you look at it from a spiritual point of view, my experience of souls is that souls are equal. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. Every single being is given the beauty of life in an equal way. Now, our experience of life on earth is not at all necessarily equal, but the value of who we are, absolutely. Right. So that means that if I put myself on a pedestal, even in my own mind, and I'm still thinking that the person who hurt me is some awful demon of a person, mm -hmm. and I'm so wonderful because I forgave them. That's not peace. It can't be. Right. So that means we have to take it a step further and be more radical. Right. About what's it going to take for us to be peaceful and see every being as an innocent, eternal child of the most high of right. God, goddess, right. yes. whatever word works for us. Yes. So that's the radical part. Gotcha. Because then it comes down to, all right, what, where is it inside of me or inside of you, inside of each one of us, where we, where we are really, truly not at peace? 
And what's it going to take for us to really lay down those burdens and make an offering? Mm -hmm. It requires that we have some form of idea that there's something more than just our little individual unit self. For people who are atheists, it's very, it's, it doesn't really work for me to work with them. Sure. I wish them well, but my whole thing is about connecting to something bigger mm-hmm. and something more kind. Yes. I don't care what you call it. I don't care you know, if you have a religion or no religion, just something kind that is bigger than ourselves. Yeah. It's the beauty of nature. It's the essence of every breath that we've ever taken mm-hmm. gives us this life force. Yeah. So this life force is what can receive our pain, no matter what the story is and no matter who did what. So we have to learn, and this is the deep forgiveness of how to release all that tension and despair and fear. Right, right. So this is the journey of learning how to release and let go and lay down these burdens. And then once we do that, we've made space. Right. Then that space may be filled with healing. Goodness, yes. Goodness. Yeah. Kindness, um, support, inner support, support of life itself. Right. Um, Some people call this support or experience of healing connected to the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people do not like that terminology. Uh, I come from a Jewish background. Mm-hmm. The word for that divine presence is Shekinah mm-hmm. and it is a feminine presence. So to me, that helps balance out all of the you know patriarchal sure. experience of, of religion that we've all gone yeah. through, whether we're in that religion or not, it's sort of in the airwaves. So if I can feel like, oh, there's something here to help me out. Right. So I don't call my, I don't ever call myself a healer because I know who the healer is. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not an Absolutely. individual person. It's the essence of life itself. Yeah. 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 So, all right. So I, I can understand exactly what you're saying when it comes to how you have to rethink what you know about forgiveness before you can begin to do it for yourself and somebody else. Mm -hmm. So after you can not just rethink it, but, but understand it in a different way, then, then when you come to forgiving yourself, and I think this is something that we are really bad at. And I, I sometimes feel like as women, we're worse at it because of what is expected of us in society. So going back to your own experience, mm-hmm. what talk to me about your own self for, self-forgiveness. Yeah, okay. So I have come to realize that this place of forgiving ourselves is the most poignant, tender place we will ever find in all of our psyche. Mm-hmm. If you can have the deep trust and courage to forgive yourself, you can handle anything. Yeah. That- and I have realized that myself. And it's and the, sometimes it comes in waves and comes in stages. So 
okay, you know, I can forgive myself for some things that I really was not proud of. Yeah. And then a few years would come by, go by maybe, and <clears throat> then I'd realize, oh, there's another layer to this. Mm -hmm. And I got to take off another layer and another one. And this is all about releasing layers of fear. Yeah. And it's not so much to be angry at the fear or to fight against it, but to really lay it down. Yeah. Yeah. And make an offering, make a prayer, make a, make a gift of all of these things that have been so difficult that we've held in our mind and in our hearts and in yeah. our relationships with each other and say, all right, there's got to be a way, there's got to be a place to put it because if I don't lay it down in this way, I'm going to recycle it over and over mm -hmm. and over again. Right. Right. Yeah. So getting back to the self-forgiveness part, um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like some of the things that I've needed to, to forgive in myself, um, like I mentioned before, was about the ways in which I was not respectful to my mother, and mm -hmm. then she killed herself, and then I was left with feeling ashamed that mm -hmm. I, you know, I loved her, but it, she was very difficult to be around, mm -hmm. uh, and so I didn't know how to handle that. I was a kid or a teenager. And so I left, I escaped, I went 3000 yeah. miles away. Yeah. And I still saw her, you know, after that, but not that much. And I, yeah. I know I, I just didn't, I didn't know how to deal with it. Yeah. Mental illness and is, is horrible for the person who's going through it, but it's very difficult as well for their loved ones. Sure. Because nothing really makes sense. Right. You know, they're, you're not on the same plane of, of rational, Mm, agreement sure and when it's a child also and you look to your parent to be there for you and they're just not and don't know how to be and can't be mm -hmm. then that that brings up a lot so I needed to really forgive myself for some of the ways that I had acted you yeah know, that you know would kind of come back to haunt me and I had to just lay it down and say you know what uh underneath all these layers i'm innocent yeah and so is my mom and so is my dad and so is everybody underneath all the layers i'm not minimizing anyone's pain or or minimizing the violence that we actually do do to each mm -hmm. other it is really mm, overwhelming at times mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so this work is about seeing that clearly that Yes, this this planet can be just um, like a a hell realm, mm -hmm. and it can also be heavenly, beautiful, and wonderful. Right. So we live in a place where there's duality all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's, up, there's down. There's right, there's wrong, there's right. mom, there's dad, you know, there's, there's, there's all this duality that we are constantly trying to, to navigate. Right. Yeah. And so there's also love and hatred. And right. so when we get to the point where we're willing to look at our own self hatred, which is normally so buffered by a whole lot of denial mm -hmm. and that's where addiction comes in, mm -hmm. right? So we have to slow down and say, oh, OK, 
can I really look at this? Can yeah. I handle it? And there is a fear, speaking of fear. Yeah. And why that, do you think that is? Why do you think we're afraid? Hmm. Why do you think there's a fear of forgiving ourselves? Well, I think there's a, a lot of fear of even taking a look mm. at what might need to be forgiven in the first place. And why is that? Well, I, I get a sense that we feel like we just can't handle it. Uh. Like if I really take a look at this without all the distractions or all the ways that I'm addicted to other things to help me buffer this thing, if I really sit with my heart, I won't survive. I wow. think I'm going to die. Mm -hmm. I'm going to like explode or implode. Or here's another one. God will strike me down mm. because of how evil I have been. Mm -hmm. So all those things are roiling down there in the, in the cavern that's way deep down in our subconscious mind. Yeah. And it yeah. takes courage and yeah. awareness to say, all right, well, if this is what it takes for me to walk through to some liberation and some freedom, I'm willing to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to read you something. I, um, there's this company, I think they're based in California called My Intent, and they make these bracelets. Um, they're like these bracelets with like a round, you can get gold or silver plated, and they have just one word and, it, and they ask you, what's your word? And so I've bought several bracelets through the years as I was going through and kind of coming out of and recovering from uh, the, the narcissistic relationship and marriage I was in. Um, and so I chose the word forgiveness. So when you make the order, they ask you if you'd like to tell your story. So when I was putting this together and reaching out to you, I remembered, I, I haven't worn that, it, it broke. So I haven't worn that bracelet in about five years, but I remembered, oh my gosh, my word at one point was forgiveness. So I wanna, if you don't mind, I wanna read what I wrote uh, as my story because I didn't remember it. Um, so this, this is what I wrote. I was married to a narcissist who almost destroyed my being. He killed my soul and almost made me doubt my self-worth by telling me how, how I felt was wrong, what I did was wrong, the way I did it was wrong, and that I needed to change in so many ways. I mean, I'm an incredibly strong woman with an outspoken personality and knew after the first year of marriage, I could not live in that existence. But I spent so many years being sorry for everything. Now it's time to forgive myself every day. And it was, let's see, this was 2017 that I, I placed that order. So, and I mentioned at the beginning of this that I didn't even realize that I, that self-forgiveness was important because you mentioned where we learn to forgive and what we were taught growing up. And that's the exact thing I was taught growing up. You do something, you say you're sorry, the other person is supposed to forgive and is that, that forgiveness and that, um, that apology is accepted and also demanded, right, of us, depending on what side of that apology or forgiveness that we're on. And so I was always in the, in the frame of mind that forgiveness is about the other person and it's not necessarily about ourselves. So I just kind of went through this transformation of, of realizing that, yes, I needed to forgive myself too and not keep beating myself up every day for 
what I was told that I did wrong every day in that relationship. So it's one of the reasons that I wanted to have this conversation because I think so many people are in that frame of mind or in that, 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 that cloud of guilt, thinking mm-hmm. that they can't forgive themselves or that's not even an option. Yeah. And so sometimes, thank you for sharing that. That was very powerful and beautifully written. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. And I have a challenge for you. Yes, please. <laughs> this is the radical part. Okay. Which is, and this is what Colin did for me. And it took me a little while. So I'm not expecting you to just jump on board with this. However, I'm going to bring it up, which is the narcissistic husband that you had. What's his first name? Do you share his first name? Um, I can, Marcus. <laughs> okay. The reason why I ask for people's first name is that I am honoring their soul, that he's not just in a role for you. Yeah. The role of narcissistic husband. Yeah. Okay. Him in a box. He is a soul. Yeah. Currently in this time and place, his name is Marcus. So Marcus is part of your soul family, just like my mother, part of my soul family. And Marcus is a very deep teacher for you. Think of all that you learned by going through that hell realm and getting yourself out of it. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to make me cry. (laughs) Wow. Cause you know, for a long time, I couldn't even say his name. I could not only, I couldn't, could I not say his name, but I hated to hear it. If there was somebody on television that had his name, I would change the channel because I just didn't, I didn't want it in my space. Right. And I would say that's perfect. That was that time. Yeah. So you were coming out of it. You needed, you needed some buffer around even having to hear that name. Mm -hmm. But now you can speak his name and you can be free at the same time. Right. What a profound teacher as a soul he is for you. And what a profound teacher you are for him. He's not very excited about it though. (laughs) He doesn't see me as a teacher. He sees me as a bitch in his life. (laughs) And I'm fine with that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm fine with that too. Because You know, at some point, and he might he might not even call himself Marcus anymore. He will get it. Oh, wow. Look at all that I learned and look at all that I put her through. And wow, what a rich stew of human experience. Mm. So going through what you went through clearly was the possibly one of the deepest things you ever go through in your life. Yeah. Although I'm sure life has more for you, but not mm-hmm. necessarily that in a horrendous way, maybe in a good way. Uh, but the, but the silver lining or the treasures that came out of it are the radical part to say, Oh, and this is what Colin did for me. You know, I was first letting go of all this intense pent up emotion And then we did some writing and Colin said, you know, what I haven't heard yet from you is thank you, mom. Wow. 
stop me in my tracks right there. Of course. Like, I just took a deep breath. Like, wow. That's more than just saying thank you. Like, that is deep down in the gut, right? In the soul. Exactly. Of all of the pain and anger. Yeah. But, and Mm. even beyond the pain and the anger is the the road you had to walk to get through the other side and how much inner strength you have that no one can take from you. Right. And you know it. It's not leaving you ever. Right. And Marcus helped you bring Mm -hmm. this whole thing up, chew on it, spit it out, do whatever you need to do with it, but know yourself. Yeah, you know yourself in a way that you would not know yourself without having walked through that. Oh my God, you are so right. That's one of the things that I realized, and I wrote, I, I wrote in the book was that I didn't know how strong I was. I didn't know. I never had to be that strong. I come from a long lineage of strong women with strong bones and strong intent. I didn't know how strong I was until going through that. So you're right. I did realize something about myself that I didn't know. Right. And you contacted something that was already there. Yeah. And so then, you know, oh, I came in with this. Yeah. So maybe I um, enhanced it even more through walking this, this, a really difficult cycle of life, but it's not your entire life. And you're through the other side now to where you can enjoy the, the integrity that you have, that you know that you have. Right. And for me, when I, when I look at all of this, um, it's not to say that we should hang out with people that are dangerous. It's not to say that we won't get upset and angry at ourselves and others, it's part of the process. However, that's not the whole process. Mm-hmm. There is more. And the moreness is learning to let go of our suffering, offer it to the oneness of life, and then receive the goodness. Receive the goodness. Yeah. I know, at least this is my truth, that we are eternal beings. Mm-hmm. And there is a place in us that never gets hurt, ever, and never hurts anyone, ever. And yes, in our human lives, we do. We bumble around. We're completely messy, and we hurt each other and ourselves, and we also love each other well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a whole mixed bag. Yeah. And, And it just really helps to think, okay, so I'm eternal. And so are you. And actually, there's a level where we're all fine. We really are. Because this isn't this life that we're living is not the only, it's not so small. You know, there's a bigger reality. Right. And I don't want to tell you how you understand reality, but I would just say for me, resting in this place of being an eternal being. It helps me relax because I'm like, okay, so I go through this in my life and something else might happen. I can handle it. Yeah. Right. Because this isn't all there is. Right. 
and I know how to let go. Right. And I know how to receive healing and goodness. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good place to end it right there. Is there anything else you can tell people of how to um, not just self-forgive, but how to get over the fear of self-forgiveness in addition to what you just mentioned? Um, well, it helps to have help. And that's what my job is to walk you through the steps because trying to do it on your own when you don't really know how can be difficult. And that's why I do private sessions. I do sessions with couples. And I also wrote a book so that it's not super expensive, you know, to get this information. You can get it on Audible for like $7 or $10, mm -hmm. whatever, um, or, or, or order the book. And I also have four online courses. So if you, if you like online learning, that's also an option. So yeah. the best way is to just um, get a hold of me through my website, which is anahalab.com, mm -hmm. and just see what there is to to start. You know, if you're curious and you like what I said, and it's 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 ringing for you, then just check out what else there is that I have on my website and and email me. I do a free consultation for anyone who wants to do uh, a session, so you can talk to me. And we can see if, if it's a good fit. Yeah, excellent. Well, we have been talking to Anna Hollop, who is a forgiveness and recovery coach. She holds a BA in peace studies and an MA in dispute resolution from Pepperdine University School of Law. She teaches workshops internationally on forgiveness, emotional healing, and recovery from addictions. And she mentioned one of her books. She has two. One is Forgive and Be Free, and the edges are friendly. And I will have links to her website and also her books in the description of this podcast. Thank you so much. This has been so amazing. Oh, my gosh. I feel like we, we've had a really rich therapy session. It, it's been so great. So thank you so much. You were just a beautiful soul. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a total honor. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you. And thank you guys for listening to another episode of Fuck Fear. We will see you next time. Coming up on a new episode of Fuck Fear. This is the deal about boundaries, about expectations. Just because I can do it doesn't mean I should be doing it. Setting boundaries is hard but setting boundaries is also life-changing. But it takes us sometimes a while to get to that point of setting the boundary and holding steadfast to it. So why are we afraid to set the boundary in the first place? Is it about the other person's reaction or what they may think or say? We'll figure it all out in our next conversation on a new episode of Fuck Fear. Be sure to join us on a new episode of the Fuck Fear podcast where we talk about our fears and learn ways to get through them so that we can live more peacefully and more freely. Be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. If you feel led, I'd love for you to write a review, check out other episodes, and as always, thank you for listening.